Hi, thanks for listening to another episode of Patrons and Partnerships. Our guest today is Claire Mitchell, the founder and executive director of Brave Harvest, an urban farm right here in Gainesville that aims to increase food literacy and empower youth and adults in Alachua County to make healthy food choices from plant to plate. This episode has been edited for length and clarity. Unfortunately, due to the holidays, this is the only episode we'll publish in November, so the second half of this interview will not be published until December 9th. We'll see you then! Hi, Claire. Thanks for being here with us today. Could you tell us more about yourself? Uh, My name is Claire Mitchell. I have lived in Gainesville for about five years for the second time. I went to undergrad here, moved away and came back. Um, During that time, I learned a lot about urban farming. I had an urban farm that uh, ran with my best friend in one of the downtown neighborhoods and learned a lot about growing and selling produce and learn from a lot of the local farmers in the area of how to grow things in North Florida, which is pretty challenging. Uh, And then I moved to Gainesville and went to grad school and learned about, I guess, like community initiatives and nonprofits. And when I was done with that, I started a new urban farm farm project called Brave Harvest, which is what we're going to talk about today. What got you interested in farming to begin with? I think when I was in college, well, the idea of farming just seemed very simple and kind of pure, you know, like raising vegetables in a way that didn't detrimentally affect the environment. Being really interested in health and nutrition at the time, still am, seeing farming kind of as a solution for a career and really like I've always had um, an interest in urban farming though just to be able to reach more people and access more people um, than a rural farm and be able to like be more involved with education and stuff like that after doing it for over 10 years at this point, I, I think um, maybe some of that was a little naive. Uh, and so my, I don't think that like farming is a solution to all the world's problems where I probably did think that when I was uh, 22 or 23. But I do still think that growing food can be very impactful and gardening and cooking education can make a small difference in people's lives when it comes to exposing them to different foods that may, they might not have tried before and showing them how to cook foods in a way that tastes good but is also healthy. So yeah, I don't know. I, I was always interested in growing food. Well, that's not true. I got interested in growing food in college and just like stuck with it. And I was very lucky to be able to follow that meandering career path. And what exactly inspired you to found Brave Harvest? What was your goal? When I was in grad school, I was in the Family, Youth, and Community Sciences Department. You learn to approach community organizations from a problem issue or need. And so the problem issue or need that was interesting to me was childhood obesity. Childhood obesity affects a pretty high percentage of um, American youth. And the vast majority of kids 
do not eat the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. And there are like a lot of factors that go into whether or not a child will develop obesity. But one of the factors is personal food choices and food available in the home and things like that. So I thought the way that I would set up Brave Harvest would be a way to address childhood nutrition, but through the lens of cooking and gardening. So if kids aren't eating enough vegetables, why is that? Why is that a problem? And what are the factors that are influencing that problem? It can be a problem because health problems that start in childhood can follow people to adulthood. Childhood diabetes, childhood obesity, those things can turn into cancer and heart disease and all kinds of really bad health outcomes as adults. And one of the reasons that those things happen is from nutrition and not eating enough vegetables. So we don't focus a lot on this food has a lot of vitamin K and these are the calories that are in this and the things like that. What we really just focus on at Brave Harvest is learning about vegetables and learning tasty ways to cook them and also just providing kids and their families multiple opportunities to try new vegetables because that's another thing too is that it can take kids up to 15 times to try a new food before they accept it and I'm kind of learning that now with my own son he's almost two and so you could just have to keep offering and offering and offering the same food even if you think that the child will spit it out in the end it just has to like at at some point (laughs) they the food will become familiar instead of unfamiliar and they learn to accept it. And so the families might not have the resources to spend money on vegetables that they think that their kids are just going to waste and throw on the floor. So this is a way for us to work with youth in our community to expose them to foods maybe they hadn't tried before and just give them a way to not only taste it, but see how the food is grown and then be in charge of cooking it in an environment where there's no judgment about eating or not eating food, but we do encourage everybody to be brave. And so if it's something that's unfamiliar or something that they're not really, yeah, if it's something they've never tried before, to not be scared of it, to not reject it, but to be brave and to at least taste it. It seems to work pretty well. Like we, I don't rarely have students reject the food there's a lot of positive peer pressure when they see other people trying it and they don't have to like it. It's not the rule. You know, you can like it or dislike it. But the important thing is that you're brave and you tried it. Hence Brave Harvest. Yes. <laughs> and I also think gardening can be really fun, especially for a kid. There's something mm-hmm. about going out there and getting your hands dirty and actually coming away with something. Yeah. That's really true. Like I did not grow up gardening. I never grew my own food when I was growing up. All of my vegetables came from a package and we have a lot of frozen vegetables, which I still don't like. (laughs) And I have, I don't have great memories about vegetables when I was little. You know, that's one thing that I ask students is what's something, what's a vegetable that you used to not like and then you do like it now and what happened to change your mind? And it can be a lot of things, whether it's just like they just had it prepared in a different way or they just kept eating it over and over again and then one day they liked it when before they did it but sometimes people say is that they will try something that somebody they cared about will have fixed them something (laughs) and they'll eating it reminds them of that person 
I don't know. I think people have a lot of emotional connections to food. It can be really important to highlight those connections between food and people. And that's something that we talk about with our student groups is, you know, why, why is this food important to you? We, I do think too, like I've seen some kids try some wild stuff that I did not think they would try. It'd be like, okay, these radishes are really spicy. They are going to taste just like wasabi. <laughs> and they're like, all right, let's try it. You know, I want to try the spicy radish because they, they picked it and they washed it and they cut it up. They made the salad dressing to dip the radish in and all kinds of stuff. And that is totally different than just like buying a prepackaged radish from the store. There's no connection to it whatsoever. Related to that, could you talk a little bit more about the classes that Brave Harvest offers? A lot of what I do comes from a love of cooking. I love cooking for my family. I love cooking for people I care about. That's a lot of my favorite recipes come from my friends and things that they have shown me, recipes that they've shown me and that I've tried when eating with them. And so, yeah, I love new recipes and I love watching cooking videos from around the world and I love browsing new recipes. And so it is a true joy for me to <laughs> to introduce people to a delicious recipe that also contains vegetables that they just picked. Brave Harvest actually just received a $3,000 grant from the Whole Kids Foundation. That's the Whole Foods charitable wing. So we are partnering with an organization called Project Youth Build. And they are another nonprofit who are located really close to us. And they work with 30 to 40 youth every year who have um, dropped out of high school. And they learn job skills and um, they get community service hours. You know, they earn their high school diploma through this program. I think 40% of their students are food insecure. And food insecurity means that you know, they are making decisions about whether to pay for childcare or pay for groceries or pay for utilities or pay for groceries. And, you know, and some of these students are also parents, so they're raising their own children and trying to eat healthy themselves, but are also trying to raise their children to eat healthy. So this was a really great opportunity for us to work with them. And we'll be working with about 20 of their students will come up to the farm once a month and they will harvest vegetables and wash them and we'll be working with a recipe every month for them to try. And also during that time, learn about, you know, cooking topics like how to identify the flavors of different pantry ingredients, whether that's sour or salty or sweet, how to identify cooking utensils and cooking methods. And we'll use different recipes that highlight those methods and utensils. This month, we have a bunch of pumpkins that are ready. It being October, pumpkins are, we've been harvesting pumpkins since about July or August. And they're really delicious and they taste just like butternut squash. So we made a lentil curry coconut stew with them. And it was, you know, some different flavors. It had ginger and curry and you know, fresh garlic and lentils and all of this was cooked together into this really great stew and everyone tried it and everyone liked it. So it was like a pretty cool introduction to food for this group. They could like see the pumpkins growing on the vine a few feet away and then also be eating those pumpkins. So we'll be working with them throughout this next school year. And that's something we're really excited about. And so another program we're doing this year is called Eat Your Plants, and that's for pre-K 
preschoolers ages one to five, and that's happening on Mondays through November 15th. And we have a class at 9.30 and a class at 10.15. We invite parents to bring their kids to come uh, visit the garden and we'll do some story activities and then garden activities like watering and digging and harvesting. Then at the end, we try a new snack from the garden. So last week was our first class. It went really well. Yeah, we tried <laughs> we tried fresh turnips, raw turnips, and raw cucumber. There's like a couple of kids who just stuffed their faces <laughs> with, uh, they like ate the entire plate. So that was very cute. It was a, definitely the cutest class we've ever done. Just little babies crawling around everywhere. So it was really nice. That's been fun. You know, there's probably going to be more opportunity for workshops and classes in the future, but we're just trying to keep it small for this fall. So this is actually the first time I've been able to do Brave Harvest more than just like once or twice a week. In 2017, when we started the farm, I actually had a full-time job at UF uh, and I was able to fit it into my schedule to run the farm outside of my job. So that was a lot going on. And then I had a baby after that and thought, oh, I'll just, you know, run the farm and bring my baby. And turns out uh, raising a baby, being a full-time caretaker for a baby is uh, a lot of work and takes a lot of time. So yeah, this fall is like the first time that I've been able to go to the farm. So, so far, both of our little education programs have been pretty successful. That's cool. And that is exciting because the stereotype is kids don't like vegetables. And this really just goes to show that that's not necessarily true. Yeah. According to research, there is no, no one has innate tastes. There are people who are super tasters and they have like a higher concentration of taste buds on their tongue. So they're more sensitive to taste, but no one is born liking something and not liking something. It really is just the variety of things that kids are exposed to and the frequency that they're exposed to. You know, that's just something important for parents to think about setting a good example for what they eat and then having that food available in the house. So when kids are hungry, they have options besides just junk food. It is true that toddlers become more food phobic as they get older. And they think that's because evolutionarily, when toddlers started like wandering around, that the ones who ate everything poisoned themselves. (laughs) And so the ones that were a little more picky with what they put in their mouth survived. So that's one theory I've heard about why toddlers are so picky. They get through it and you just have to be patient and just keep offering and keep those options there and make sure that you don't give up because eventually the food is there and they see the example and they have the opportunity, then it'll happen. What else does Brave Harvest offer? What other events do you have going on? We actually have an event coming up in about three weeks. On November 5th, it is a farm-to-table fundraiser. It's the first one we've ever attempted. (laughs) And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be an afternoon restaurant. Some of the vegetables that we grow at the farm, we do sell to restaurants. And that helps fund our um, supplies and salaries. Afternoon buys 
so much stuff from us. They're like a, a really great restaurant because they are really creative and offer a lot of specials and are happy to try lots of new things with the vegetables I bring them. <laughs> it doesn't matter how weird it is. It's like, okay, I have this purple kohlrabi and I have flowering cilantro and I have all this stuff. The chefs get really excited to experiment and make delicious food with uh, the produce that we bring them. Thanks for listening to Patrons and Partnerships. Again, the second half of this episode will not publish until December 9th due to the holidays. We'll see you then. If you know of an individual or organization you'd like to recommend for an interview, email us at lpsfprogram at gmail.com. To listen to more episodes, find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. And be sure to check out the Alachua County Library on Spotify while you're there for chill playlists to read to, handpicked by our librarians. Storytime with the Library is back with Storytime on the Green. Visit our site at aclib.us slash storytimeonthegreen, one word, for times and locations. Partnership staff hold storytimes at Smoky Bear Park off 15th every Thursday at 10 a.m., and we have a representative from the Dolly Parton Imagination Library to help you sign up if you live in the 32609 zip code. The Dolly Parton Imagination Library provides preschool children with a free book every month until age five. If you have a child under age five in your household, it's a great opportunity to encourage their love of reading. Residents of the 32641 and 32601 zip codes can pre-register now.